Yeah, for that wonderful special. Man. Before we get started this morning, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father. Lord, as we come today and we sing joy to the world, Lord, we sing praises to you because you were gracious enough to reach down and come and save us. Lord, as we rebelled against you, as we were content to waller in our sin and our rebellion. By your grace, you came down into this world and you lived and died so that we might have life with you. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive us for our rebellion, our sin, and draw us near to you. Oh Lord, today, let us see the beauty and the glory of Christ. all the more magnified. And this I pray in Christ's name. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles with you this morning, turn with me to Luke. Luke chapter 2, looking at the, the birth of Jesus. Luke chapter 2, we'll read 1 through 20. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. If you would, stand with me in reverence to the reading of God's holy word. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the household and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the fields keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. 
For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was an there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased when the angel went away from them into heaven the shepherds said to one another let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us and they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Amen. May the Lord add blessings to the reading of his holy, inspired, and inerrant word. And may he write its eternal truth on all our hearts. And you may be seated. One thing that you miss when you, you live in a, a big town, a big city, uh, especially coming from the country, is the beautiful starlit nights. When we lived in Fort Worth, that was one thing that I, I dearly missed. As you go out in the, the town of Fort Worth and the night sky of Fort Worth, you, you look up and, and you really see nothing but blackness. The, the city lights kind of uh, drown out the, the stars. And so you don't get to see the starlit night there. But one time when we were in seminary living there in Fort Worth, we had an invitation from a guy who owned a deer farm. Yes, a deer farm. Uh, down in South Texas and he invited us to come down and uh, help tag the baby deer there one time so we went down and we when we left on Friday afternoon by the time we got down to his farm in South Texas it was it was dark and he met us out there at his bunkhouse that's where we were going to spend the night but he met us there and his little side-by-side -side, and he was going to take us out for kind of a little tour of his his farm just uh, to, to see the, the beauty of the area there uh, because he knew how beautiful it was. And he knew about living in the city. He knew that uh, we didn't get to see the midnight sky as it was there. And, of course, down in South Texas, most everything is flat, and so you can see for just miles and miles and miles around. But he took us out on this, this little hill there on his property, and he took us out there on top of this hill and it was a gorgeous night just absolutely breathtaking we drove drove up on top of that little hill and looked up at the night sky stars everywhere and it was like they they went from all the way up into heaven all the way down to earth i mean it was just breathtaking I can imagine that was what it was like that night when those shepherds were out there in the fields around Bethlehem, guarding their flocks. As they looked across the, the fields, they saw the beauty of God's creation before them. 
It was a wonderful starlit night. Breathtaking. And as they sat there, gazing out across the night sky, suddenly, out of nowhere, there was an angel of the Lord that appeared right there in front of them. And the glory of the Lord God Almighty shone about him. And as they looked at the, the dark midnight sky, all of a sudden, all of the stars completely disappeared as the glory of the Lord overtook them. Can you imagine how they felt? Can you imagine the fear that they must have felt at that moment? From complete night to like complete day in a moment, in an instant. But the angel of the Lord, he brought good tidings. As he tells them, of course, they fall down on their face in fear, but notice what he says. Notice what the angel says. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. This was not a time for fear, but this was a time for rejoicing. The angel didn't bring bad news. He brought the good news, the greatest news of all time. Peace for mankind. What was the good news that this angel brought to the shepherds that night? The good news for all people. The good news for all people, first of all, was that the Savior, Christ the Lord, is born. The Savior, Christ the Lord, is born. Now, I want to take a moment and think about that statement. That first statement that the, the angel told them, Fear not. For the Savior, Christ the Lord, is born. First of all, you have the name the Savior. Now, we talked about this last week, and so I won't go into it as great of detail as, as last week, but, but just to, to kind of review, the Savior. Last week, we looked at Matthew's Gospel. In Matthew's Gospel, he, the angel told uh, Joseph that it was Jesus. His name will be Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's exactly what Jesus came to do. He was the Savior, Yeshua of the Old Testament. Yesu of the New Testament. He is Jesus, which means Savior. He is the one who would come and save God's people from what hurt them most. Our own sin. And our own rebellion against God. You see, it's not the physical ailments that, that keep us down. It's not all of the world, the evils of this world that keep us down. You see, 
what defeats us most of all is our own rebellion against our Creator. And because of our rebellion against our Creator, we are at odds with God Himself. The Great Almighty. And because of our rebellion against His authority, against His leadership, we are on a path of eternal damnation. But God, in His grace, comes down to us and He gives us a Savior, Jesus Christ, to save us from our rebellion. What kind of king is it that would save a people from their rebellion against His Lordship? Only our God. God sent us, His Savior, Jesus. But not only is He a Savior, He is Christ. He is the Messiah, the One from of old which the prophets had foretold. The One whom, whom He told he, he saw Abraham there in the plains of Palestine and He says, through your seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed. When he came to David and he says, David, in your seed, through your seed, I will establish an eternal kingdom. And David looked for the one whom God would bless and establish his eternal kingdom. Solomon looked for the one with whom God would establish that eternal kingdom. All of Israel throughout the ages looked for the one, the Messiah who would come. And then over 2,000 years ago, in the city of David, was born a baby. Jesus Christ. The Messiah. The Anointed One of God. From the lineage of David. Through whom God did establish His kingdom. As Christ went to the cross and He died on the cross as our Savior, saving us from our sin, receiving on Himself the just penalty for our rebellion against God. Yet three days later, to show that all of the penalty had been paid, God raised Jesus up again from the dead. And He raised Him in power. And He set Him upon that eternal throne. And now Jesus Christ reigns from heaven above. And one day, one day Scripture says that He will return to this earth and He will establish His earthly throne here in this world. And He will continue to reign over God's people for all of eternity. This is Jesus Christ the promise of salvation for God's people. The One whom God had promised for ages and ages. I believe even from Adam and Eve. The seed that would, would crush the head of evil. This is Jesus the Christ. But He is also Jesus Christ the Lord. Jesus Christ the Lord. Now, Lord here is the, the Greek word kurios. 
Now, to give you a little lesson here in the history of, of the Bible, back in the Old Testament there, we've talked about it before, when you read the Old Testament and you see LORD in all capital letters, really what the Hebrew word behind that is the proper name of God. Now, throughout the, the Old Testament time when the rabbis and the priests would read the Word of God, every time that they would come to the, the name of the Lord, they would not pronounce it because they feared taking the name of the Lord in vain. And so instead of pronouncing it, they would say Adonai, which is the Hebrew word for Lord. And so when the Greeks then came along and they translated the Old Testament into to Greek, out of Hebrew into Greek, when they would come to the proper name for, for God, they would kind of keep that tradition. And so they would translate it into the Greek as Kyrios, Lord. And so when you get to the New Testament then, often, now not all the time, so you, you have to take context into consideration, but often when you see the word kurios, Lord, the idea is of Yahweh, the proper name of God, the one from the Old Testament. And I believe that's what we get here in this passage. I think that's what Luke is getting across in these angels or the point that they're making. Notice as the, the context of, of the passage, it talks about the shepherds. They were keeping watch over their flocks by night and the angel of the Curios of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord, Curios, shone all around them. This is Lord. God Almighty. He has in mind the proper name of God here. He has in mind the Creator, the covenant God of Israel. And so when the angels then pronounce the birth of this King, this Savior, they say this is in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord is born. I believe Luke is telling us that this is no ordinary child. But this is the very Son of God. He is not merely human, but He is also divine. Now you go back in Luke, in Luke chapter 1, and you, you see all the birth announcement to, to Mary, and when we see that confirmed. Mary, the angel told her, in you is a child conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was not conceived by a man. But he was formed there in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the Savior, Christ, Yahweh in the flesh. That's who was born there in the city of David. So the good news for all people is that the Savior, Christ the Lord, God in human flesh, is born. But He was also, not just that He was born, but He was also born in humble estate. He was born in humble estate, and this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. 
Jesus Christ, Lord God, the Creator of all things, He came and He was born in humble estate. He wasn't born in a king's palace, but He was born in a manger, in a, a little stable there for all the, uh, the sheep and the oxen and the, the uh, donkeys were kept. That's where the King of kings and the Lord of lords was born. He was born in humble estate. Now imagine that. Think about what that's saying. Can you contemplate that? Think about the sun. Think about the sun. Look up at the sun. And, and you can't look long because it'll blind you. The sun radiates its glory, right? It's not fueled by anything. It, it fuels itself and it radiates its glory. And its glory shines out and, sh and lights up all of, of our solar system, right? And its heat radiates out. And, and we have a warm day today because the sun is shining down upon the earth. It radiates glory. Now the moon at night is beautiful and majestic as well. But the reason the moon is so beautiful and majestic is because it reflects the glory of the sun. You see, in creation, we have an example of God. God is the sun. He radiates His glory. He needs nothing to make Him beautiful. But He is glorious. And we, as His creation, made in His image and His likeness, we are only majestic in the sense that we reflect the glory of God. Yet there in the city of David, God the Son took off His glory. He set it aside. And He became like the moon. He became like one of us. All the way down into the mire and the pit of this world, he was born in a stable, laid in a food trough, wrapped in swaddling clothes. That sounds, that sounds good, doesn't it? Swaddling clothes means he was wrapped in rags. Whatever rags Mary could find, she wrapped Jesus in. Dear friend, let me tell you. Maybe there's some here today that you think God can never love me. I'm too low. I'm too poor. I'm too sinful. I'm too, I'm too far down in the muck and the mire of this world. How can God ever love me? God came and He got down in the muck and the mire for your sake. He was born in a manger, wrapped in rags, not in a mansion. 
to show how much he loves you and me. God humbled himself to be born to be one of us and to do what we are unable to do. Live in complete obedience to his law in our place. He was born in humble estate and he was born to bring peace. He was born to bring peace because he lived that perfect life, lived in complete obedience to his law. When he went to Calvary's cross, he was legally able to receive on himself our penalty for our rebellion against God's law. You see, if he was just a human being, and if he just had sin himself, then what he received there on the cross would have just been his rightful due. But he was innocent. He was the innocent Lamb of God. And because of his innocence, he was able to receive upon himself freely. Put it on me, God. Put it on me, Father. I'll take it in their place. And he received it in our place so that he might bring us peace. To give us peace with God. So that now when we trust in Jesus and we put our faith in Jesus, God no longer looks on us in disdain for our rebellion, but He looks upon us and He sees His Son in His perfect obedience draped over us. Jesus was born the Savior, the Christ, the Lord in humble estate to bring us peace with God. Oh, what glorious news. What glorious, glorious news. We would forever be lost if it were not for Jesus. We would forever have no hope whatsoever if it were not for God's grace. Send His Son, Jesus. All of the the lambs in times past that were slain for sin could not cover the stain of sin. Only the perfect Lamb of God could cover sin. God in human flesh. Jesus Christ, the Lord. So how then did the the shepherds respond and how ought we to respond to this good news? First of all, they received the news by faith. Notice there in verse 15, when the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. They didn't say, let us go see if this thing is for real. Notice that if is not in there. They didn't just go off and say, oh, we must have had some some bad juice tonight. 
causing this great hallucination. No, they said, let us go see. Let us go see what the Lord has made known to us. They believed. Now there's two responses they could have had. They could have either believed, trusted in faith, and went to see, or they could have wrote it off as just a dream. Too crazy to be true. They received it with faith. They received it. They believed this is God's Word. This is His message. They believed God. Like Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. The shepherds believed God and it was counted to them as righteousness. And dear friend, if you're here today and you believe God, it will be counted to you as righteousness. Receive, receive the message of Christ by faith. Second, they went to make it known to others. When you hear the good news and you receive it by faith, you can't help but to make known, make known the good news to others. You just can't hold this in. Right? They went to make it known. And they went in haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that was told to them concerning this child. They couldn't keep it to themselves. Not only did they tell it to Joseph and Mary what they had seen, but they began to tell it to other people around as well. They spread the gospel. They told others about Christ. Dear friend, once you got Christ, you can't hold Him back. You can't keep that to yourself. You've got to make it known. You've got to tell people. Oh, I pray that each and every one of us, as we celebrate Christmas, we're not just making it about, about what we get under the tree. But that we make known the greatest gift ever given to us, Jesus Christ our Lord. You've got to make it known. And third, it leads to worship God. It leads to worshiping God. Notice there at the end. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Oh, when you come to see the beauty and the glory of Christ. When you know the greatness of His salvation. You can't hold it in. You can't keep it in. But it leads to God-glorifying worship. Praise God for what God has done. As we think about Christ, as we think about what He has done for us, we should shout it from the hilltops. Praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! I'm forgiven. Praise the Lord. The knowledge of Jesus. 
the knowledge of Jesus should fuel our worship. We shouldn't be able to contain it. Oh, dear friend, does Christ fuel your worship? When you come here, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, not just this Sunday, but Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, when you come to church, whether this church or another church, when you come to church, do you come ho-hum another day? Or do you come with a vision of Christ? Knowing that it's because of Him that you have not just life here and now, but everlasting life. Glorious life with the Father. You come knowing that. Longing to sing praises to His name. Oh, let the knowledge of Jesus fuel your worship. So dear friend, how will you respond today? How will you respond today? Hearing the good news, how will you respond? Have you you received the good news of Jesus Christ by faith? Many hear the good news and they don't receive it, but they reject it. Have you received the good news by faith? Do you know Christ as Lord and Savior? Do you know Him today? Have you received Him? If not, I beg you, look to Him today. Look to Him. Are you making the good news known to others? Are you taking the Gospel to the nations, to your community, to your neighborhood? Are you telling people about Jesus? There's people all around us that don't know Jesus. They celebrate Christmas as a materialistic holiday. It's just about trees and and gifts and all of those things. They don't know. They've never received the greatest gift of all. Are you telling people about Jesus? Oh, we've got to tell people about Jesus. Oh, that the whole world would come to know Him. And the salvation that He has. Is the good news in driving your worship? Do you know the joy of worship? Knowing Jesus Christ is Lord. Oh, may it fuel us today. Receive the good news, dear friend. The good news of Jesus Christ. And respond by making Him known to others and glorifying God Almighty. Oh, Heavenly Father, we 